There you have it. My story. I told you it was going to end badly. Say cheese. Everybody, welcome to episode 317 of the Art Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host, in the place to be, Mr. Jacob P, and sitting right across from me, finally, back from the virtual world, is the Brown Recluse, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions, what the fuck is going on, guys? Guys, go to cavemancoffee.com, check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans, they got the hibiscus tea, they got the cow butter. My personal favorite is still the hibiscus tea. That shit is just like... Perfect on a summer's day, on a Sunday afternoon. Hmm. Guys, use promo code America at checkout to receive 15% off. They got sweatpants, they got hats, they got everything I just mentioned. Mostly coffee, because they are cavemancoffee.com. Wake your ass up. That should be their new line. Um, but I, you know, copyrighted that line. So anyone that says wake your ass up, that's that's for me only. Only I can say that. Oh, yeah. You you owe Art five dollars every time you say <laughs> wake that. Wake your ass up. I saw it from a Kendrick Lamar song where some guy starts up starts the song by saying wake your ass isn't, up. Isn't there like a rap song that's like wake your goat mouth ass up or something like that? Oh, I don't say the goat mouth. That's disrespectful too. <laughs> to mountain folk. <laughs> to the mountain people. Um, hey, anyways, use promo code America at checkout to receive fifteen percent off. Take a picture of yourself drinking the coffee. Tell Martin Jacob sent you. And speaking of sponsors, guys, I need everyone to head on over to SucraApparel.com where the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So head on over there, check out the store, buy everything that you want, love, or desire. And perhaps, I mean, Fourth of July is coming. You know, maybe, you know, you got that, you know, friend or aunt or uncle that dresses like shit every time, you know, you guys get together for a family holiday, such as the Fourth of July. (laughs) Maybe you want to slide them something beautiful designed by Nicole Smith-Bosch. Buy them some super apparel. But before you hit checkout, guys, I need everyone to enter promo code ART and Jacob, and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But ART, we're not here to talk about your raggedy-ass uncle on the 4th of July or, you know, fucking a lighter shade of brown quotes. Dang, it's almost 4th of July, bro. 
I know. Wasn't it just fucking Easter like last week? Uh, this year, everybody says that. That's the most cliche. Like, this year is just flying by. It truly but, is. Fuck, this year is just flying by. It really is. But uh, with that said, Art, we're not here to talk about, and the weather outside is frightful. Art, what are we here to talk about today? Guys, last week we covered black metal. We covered the band Mayhem. Uh, and we kind of left it at a cliffhanger. We left it at a, some crossroads. So this week we are doing Mayhem. I guess Mayhem. We're yeah. doing Mayhem Part 2. Part 2, baby. The Euronymous years. Yeah, if we were to talk <laughs> about black metal for like all of their all intents and purposes, this would be a whole different podcast. It would be Part 18 or whatever. We'd have to go into Gorgoroth. And I'm surprised we didn't talk about... Um, there's that documentary. Yeah, you like, sent me that, dude. Yeah. The where, one where they're like walking in the snow. I felt so bad for that Vice documentary crew. Yeah. Like they put up with a lot of bullshit. I would have just been like, what are you talking? He like, they walk for like fucking 18 miles to just get to like a little log cabin. Yeah. And there's nothing there. And it's just like, what the fuck? And the, the whole time I was thinking like, this is the same dude who's like, I do not like sheep. I am. I follow the goat of yeah. Satan and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, you're just walking into the fucking snow doing jack shit, dude. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, this is yeah. the whole Satan thing. Like, th- this is whack, dude. At least that church, they have coffee hour where we got cookies and fucking coffee and shit. Like, oh, yeah, dude. I, I, hell no, dude. I'm staying inside playing some Sega Genesis, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, but anyways, we left off last week with the suicide of Mayhem's uh, former lead singer, Dead. Um, and and more more times than not, like whenever there's a monumental death in a community, in a music scene, usually that music scene kind of dissipates, right? Uh, with gangster rap, like once you had like the murders of Tupac and Biggie, gangster rap kind of like went away and then all became like bling bling or whatever, right? When Kurt Cocaine, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Cocaine, <laughs> Kurt Cobain, when he, <laughs> <laughs> that should be a fucking character right there. Kurt Cocaine. Maybe if he was on cocaine, he would still be with us, but you know, instead of heroin. But uh, when Kurt Cobain committed suicide, grunge kind of went away, kind, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And the same thing with, you know, a lot of other movements or whatever. Once, you know, those lead figures died, you know, hell, you know, like Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, yeah. you know, that whole 1960s thing, it kind of like dissipates. Even Led Zeppelin, you know, when John Bonham dies, like that was the end of Led Zeppelin's, you know, thing or whatever, right? Yeah. So anyways, what I'm trying to get at is, is they, when, some, when, when the lead figurehead dies, those movements end. And dead, for all intents and purposes, was the figurehead for this black metal scene that you know we were talking about last week. Uh, but to quote the great and powerful Necro Butcher, uh, he said, people became more aware of the black metal scene after Dead had shot himself. I think Dead suicide really changed the scene. And yeah, it, everything like almost seemed to get amplified mm-hmm. by the suicide of Dead. Well, when we left off last week, we talked about how Euronymous had already like there the the cult like I guess like um, mystery of he has pictures of a dead body pose in a certain way mm-hmm. and he's giving necklaces away to to people that are worthy of of being labeled black metal. He it started to grow into a legend like it was mm-hmm. this big legend, and then at this point, Euronymous starts saying like these are the ground rules if you want to be considered black metal number one rule you have to be satanic like you have to 
you cannot not be satanic. Number one rule, it doesn't matter what you sound like musically, it's satanic and that's number the number one rule. Correct. The other t- rule is you need to be deemed worthy of being black metal. If you are not <coughs> deemed worthy, you are not in the black metal mm-hmm. community. And that kind of that like, you know, like, you know, it's like having a fucking Bonds card, bro. Like <laughs> not everybody can shop at Bonds or a Costco, <laughs> a Costco card. card. There bro. you go, yeah. Yeah, like if you, have- you want a 20 pound <laughs> fucking thing of fucking Yoohoo, <laughs> you're going to have to have this special card. Uh, let me take a wild guess. You do not have a Costco card. You know how I know you don't have a Costco card? Is because you don't talk about going to Costco every <laughs> fucking 10 minutes. <laughs> People that have Costco cards talk about having Costco cards like they fucking won the lottery, bro. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The dude, last you- time I went to Costco, too, like, I was so <laughs> underwhelmed. I was just like, dude, like, this is... This is just fucking like a bunch of fucking like 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 humongous shit that I don't need. And that's all it is. <laughs> just people like searching for a deal on shit that they don't need. Like who needs like 17 blankets for $10? Like I don't need that shit yeah. in the month of July. And that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like look at this giant jar of mayonnaise. You we're not going to have mayonnaise for the next month. And the expired <laughs> maybe in a white family, yeah. in an all white family. I'm only half, yeah. so I don't I, know that struggle or whatever, right? Or if you're in a lote man. I guess uh, it makes sense if See, it, I get that, but Yeah, but like no, it's just like, oh dude, like this this mayonnaise expires in a month and it's like 15 pounds. Yeah. Like I'm not fucking that's probably why we have no obesity problem because yeah. of Costco right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that to me, it's always funny, dude. People who have those Costco cards, they cannot fucking not tell it. Like, they can't go 10 minutes without telling people about their Costco card. But. Which is a perfect analogy for those fucking, you know, skull necklaces that yeah, fucking it's like, dude, was putting out. You, you have to be black metal to be black metal. I remember a long time, shout out to uh, Greg, kind of local local metalhead, local mm-hmm. Big Shield metalhead, Tachibu metalhead. I remember one time he was telling me how he got in this, like, internet argument with this guy about what black metal was and i guess somebody was saying that rob zombie and marilyn manson were black metal oh god and greg was like son that's not black metal black metal is like and he started naming off all these like black metal bands like that's black metal son but if you think about it if you like if you follow these rules like like marilyn manson pretty satanic dude like he pretty much follows follows the goat yeah um so I don't know about Rob Zombie. I think Rob Zombie just like likes like fucking Frankenstein's and shit. Yeah, like, I don't know. He just likes Halloween. The monsters. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know about him, but definitely like Marilyn Manson. By that logic, Marilyn Manson would be considered black metal. Yeah, I guess you know, but uh, maybe you know. I know, I know Marilyn Manson. Like, didn't he get like honorary, honorarily inducted into the Church of Satan or whatnot? Yeah, he, yeah, he was a. Uh, was it Christian LeVay or whatever his name is? Oh, Anton LeVay. Anton LeVay, like, yeah. baptized him as an honorary priest in the Church of Satan. Mm, okay. Yeah, but I know with this form of Satanism, it was vastly different than Anton LeVay's version of Satanism. I guess Anton LeVay's version of Satanism is more of, like, you know, do what do what thou wilt kind of thing, where it's yeah. not an actual worship of the goat kind of thing. Yeah. This version of Satanism that Euronymous was, like, you know, preaching— was like true evil. It was like the counter to Christian, the Christian faith. Excuse me, I just burped to the microphone. It's all good, man. The goat would appreciate, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do what thou wilt. There, there you go, yeah. right? Live that, live yeah, your yeah. truth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that, and that's the true difference. Whereas, like the Church of Satan, you know, the Anton Lavey version of it, it was just kind of like a, a philosophy. Whereas Euronymous's version of Satanism was literally like the 
like the upside down version of Christianity. Like whatever Jesus did, we're going to do the exact opposite. We're literally worshiping the figure of Satan. And like I mentioned last week, like his big thing, you know, with dead was this competition of like, we need to be more and more evil. So much to the fact where it's just like, what, what can we do to perverse anything in life where he talks to, you know, some of his future bandmates, what we'll get into where he said like, you know, what would be super evil is if we started having anal sex with other dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah. fucking, that's intense. Just like, Cause if it was, cause it was deemed evil. Like, is yeah. that what he was being gay? Like, he's just like, I'm not into this, but, but <laughs> it's, it's pretty evil. evil, dude. Yeah. You gotta fuck me in the butt. <laughs> like, I don't know. It sounds like you're really into this. I don't and, know. Dude. And like so much so. And I, and I thought it was a joke. The last podcast on the left was just telling, but huh. when you look into it, like there was actual, like they covered this. I didn't know that. Yeah. We're like, I guess there's a quote in the Bible where you should not let semen touch the ground. So what would be more evil is, is if you let that semen <laughs> go up the sewer, which I guess is the asshole or whatever, right? Yeah. And so like Euronymous, I guess apparently would have dudes fuck him in the butt and cream pie him up there, I guess. Too. Oh, so, yeah, that's Euronymous. You know, white power Euronymous now. <laughs> oh, wait, no, he dies. Sorry. Oh, damn. Sorry, oh. I spoiled the lead. Sorry. That's all good. Uh, But... um. Yeah, I don't know. Man, that's crazy. I didn't know he was all about that cream pie, dude. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> that would, if he lived to 2023, it like, that would have been in his search. He, Anal cream pies. He was way ahead of his time, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like fucking 2023, 2024, you know. <laughs> he would have been, you know, you know, pretty groundbreaking shit. But um, I don't know. I didn't know that about it. I, I didn't know that. Is that is that real like that's part of what he was i didn't know that that's crazy like it was all a race to see like what they can be more evil and then i'll get into it later right so put a pin on that uh so anyways dead commits suicide euronymous uh takes all these pictures (laughs) and i didn't know this either until you know this week when i was doing a little bit more digging hellhammer who was the only band member that stuck around Mm -hmm. you know after all this happened uh he actually develops those pictures and stores them in Helvetta. Now, what is Helvetta, you might be asking? Well, not only is it the Norse way of saying hell, yeah. uh, but it was actually this record store that Euronymous opens up in around May or June, so about a month after the suicide of his friend. Uh, he gets some money from his mother, because, again, everybody in this scene, nobody's working, no one's no one's working at the local grocery store, you know, like, you know, or in the bakery, or, you know, making little cute, you know, fucking Scandinavian pastries and whatnot, or if you will. No, they're all on welfare. They're all depending on money from their parents to buy them their fucking face paint and all that shit. Yeah. So anyway, Euronymous's mom gives him money to open up this record store called Helvetta, where it becomes like this central focus point, focal point for the black metal scene. So it at, at storefront, it's this place where you can buy all sorts of black metal, you know, music and merchandise they paint everything black. You see pictures of it, and it's literally like, you know, all the vinyl holders, like, they're painted black. The, the fucking wall coverings are all painted black and shit. Uh, but there's also, like, and it seems like super medieval, like this hallway, because it's still a record store to this day. It's called something else now. Uh, but, like, it's like this, like, almost like the catacombs, like, where you're, like, walking through a cave, and then you go down into the basement. And this is where, like, a lot of people in the scene... I would, you know, hang out 
and live. It kind of reminded me of like a little bit of like Jerry's Pizza that we have here in Bakersfield. Yeah, that, that sounds like a lot of like every local town has its like, that's the hub of that thing or whatever. Like yeah. in, if you were in New York in the 1970s, CBGB's. CBGB's, that was the hangout, you know, like that was where every like punk rock band had to go. If you were punk rock, you went there. If you were in LA, you know, like the the Roxy or whatever in the 80s, that mm-hmm. was like the hair metal type of place. You know, you would hang out in those, the, the Sunset Strip. There you go. And uh, Helveta was kind of that for, uh, for uh, you know what though? All these Norwegian names sound like dope as fuck mm-hmm. until you like break them down and you're like Helveta, like, this is like if like if there was a restaurant and it was just called Hell, <laughs> I'd just be like, that sounds so whack, bro. Like, but Helveta, Helveta, like, oh, dude, oh, that's, there you go. Now that, now that they make good soup. <laughs> <laughs> I like Our brain it. stew. Yeah, I was like that's ooh, that's a good one. There um, you go. But yeah, so um, yeah, that was kind of like the local like hangout. Everybody knew. Everybody knew that was where like black metal people, like the the true blood black metal people, like that's mm-hmm. where they hung out at. Yeah, and they would do meetings in the basement. And there's like a famous picture too. Like I guess it was like painted or spray painted on where it just says black metal, you know, Euronymous. Like he would, you know, dress up all like super satanic and like robes and all this whatnot and everything. Uh, But, you know, it was a meeting place. They also lived there. Uh, Also other members from other black metal bands such as, you know, the remaining members of Mayhem, Emperor, uh, as well as a man named Snore of the band Thorns uh, lived there as well. As well as a kid named Varg Count Grishnak Vikernis of a, ba- a one man band named Burzum also lived there and would have kind of become like Euronymous's understudy as he was five years younger than Euronymous. So he was kind of like, it was like his Robin to his Batman kind of thing, which we'll get into a little bit later. He was definitely the up and coming young star mm-hmm. for sure. That one man band of Varg. Which again, like that sounds pretty cool until you realize like that's just a fucking not 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 as cool sounding name. But um, um, he was the 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 young up and coming guy. He releases an album called Varg, I believe. It's just like a solo album of him doing everything. Yeah, and it kind of like becomes the the new hot metal thing. Everybody talked about how he was ahead of the curb. He was doing stuff that was way more ambient and progressive sounding than everybody else and obviously i th- i think that uh um Euronymous wanted a piece of that because he at this point you know mayhem is kind of in mayhem like it's it's in disarray and who is who is in mayhem no one really has an idea of like who mm-hmm. are the exact members are but people know mayhem is not broken up because Euronymous does not let it fall apart mm-hmm and I think that one of the key members that he wanted to make sure he had in there was going to be Varg. Yeah. Eventually, you know, asked Varg to join the band. I think he takes over Necro Butcher's spot as the bassist. Yeah, too, he's the new bass player. Yeah, so uh, he gets in there, and then also, too, not only is it serving as a record store, not only is it serving as a quasi-church slash, you know, CBGBs, if you will, or a mecca for black metal, yeah. uh, but also serves as the headquarters for... Um, Euronymous's uh, new record label, uh, which got you know rechristened as Death Like Silence Productions, so he would sign all these. You know, not only would he, you know he have all these people there, but if you were deemed worthy enough, Euronymous would sign you to his record label. So he was kind of like a tiny itty bitty 
Suge Knight, if you will. Yeah, like yeah. Death Row Records. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess I should have mentioned that, but Varg's solo stuff was also signed to that record label. So he already knew who he was. He was aware of his music. He was aware of his talent. Already signed to the label. Why not just make him the new bass player as well? Yeah. And uh, what all these people would accumulate to be is what Euronymous, you know, christened as the Black Circle, which was this cult, militant-like society of Satanists. Mm-hmm. They pretty much, I mean, I don't know where you want to go with, with it from here, but I do have, you know, at this point, you had this collection of, like, what I guess in today's society we would say like it's like edge lords or people that just want to be edgy online or edgy mm-hmm. in what they do in life. But you do have this collection of some of the edgiest people in like Norway, basically. Pretty much, yeah. And especially when you have these two big hotheads in Euronymous and and Vorg, where they're like, you know, they're in the same circle. They're separate but equal, <laughs> but they know that like together they would be more powerful i guess yeah i i this is where like vorg really just wants to make himself known as like his own man at this time period and then we mentioned it earlier that this really does deserves its own episode but there was a string of like anti-church things that were happening not necessarily Mm -hmm. church burnings at this point but like defacing of churches and cemeteries and cemeteries that were just happening in the area um where people would like throw dead animals at churches and just have them there or like knock, try to knock over statues and that sort of thing really escalates to actual burning of churches. Mm -hmm. And this all is like rooted with Varg's kind of like upbringing, if you will, where like Varg, I didn't know this, like I guess his parents were like very affirmed racists, right? And when you go back and, you know, I'm probably sure there's a fucking episode in this waiting to happen. But when you go back to, like, the Nazis, like, their whole thing is, is they wanted to look like the Scandinavians. Pretty much like everybody that is affiliated with this black metal scene. Yeah. So you have, I mean, there is, like, a very progressive, you know, liberal part of, you know, like, countries like Norway and, and things like that. But then on the other side of it... You have the fact that like, oh, we are we are the master race. We are the Aryans. We were what Hitler was trying to replicate, kind of thing, and that was Varg's parents. Now Varg's parents also uh, had no problem affiliating themselves with evil as well. I think Varg's dad was developing uh, computer software for Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, as well as like, so he lived in a Varg lived in Iraq for a time period. And this is where he kind of found white privilege Uh and where he said, like, in Iraq, when you would go to school, like, they very much were all in favor of corporal punishment. So if you talk back to the teacher or if you did anything, like, the teacher would literally, like, strip you down and, like, spank your ball sack or whatever, right? Yeah. But Varg, since he was white, would not get that same punishment because of that fact. Like, he was seen as, like, oh, no, he... He is like a Nordic fucking alien. Like we can't we can't touch him or else something yeah. bad will happen to us or whatever, right? Which is crazy considering you're living in Saddam Hussein's like pre like desert storm Iraq and whatnot, right? Yeah. So he had this thought, like he goes, Oh, okay. I'm I am more than what these other people are. So when he gets him and his parents moved back to Norway, 
he starts getting really into Nazism. He starts to get, and this is, again, another episode for another time when we talk about the church burnings, but he delves super into Nordic mythology. You know, when we talk about Odin and Thor and Loki, and no, we're not talking about the MCU version, like the literal, like, fucking, you know, Norse mythology of it all. And it all, and which is, in itself, like, that is a religion, and it's very beautiful because it concerns itself with, like, nature and stuff like that. But then there's, like, that racist element that kind of those people adopt, and Var gets super into it, and he gets super fucking upset with the Christian church. Marry that with Euronymous's version of, like, oh, we are just pure Satanists. We're going to do anything that is fucking evil. And it becomes this competition between Euronymous and Varg to see who can out-evil each other. Now, where the tension started to happen was is that Euronymous, and people started to fucking see this, is that he was mostly all talk. He would talk, he would hold court, and he would send other people to kind of do their bidding. Like you were saying with like the the cemetery... the face me the facing the facings and whatnot yeah. and you know doing this that and another whereas varg was more of like i'm going to be the fucking leader that fucking you know holds the torch and does this or whatever right varg super into fucking you know guns and fucking uh you know ancient you know fucking you know weaponry and shit and he would be that guy he was all about that lifestyle Whereas Euronymous, like a lot of people will say like, yeah, you would put on the cloaks and the fucking garb and the makeup and shit and talk all about this woogie boogie Satan and shit. But for the most part, like he would just be hanging out in the front of the store eating kebabs and drinking Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was the difference between those two guys. But it was all a competition to see who can out evil each other. Euronymous eating fucking kebabs, drinking Coca-Cola and getting cream pie in his ass. <laughs> and Varg was out here fucking, you know, fucking people up with like his fucking, you know, clubs with like fucking uh, nails in them and fucking, you know, declaring war on the Christian church. Yeah, I mean, I guess Euronymous still has a little bit of like things to look out for. I mean, the dude's running a business. He has people on his record label. Like, it's a little bit more mature. I know he's only five years older than, than, than Varg is. Correct. But Varg, uh, that's a huge difference. Like, the maturity level of a dude that's running a business, like, running all these record labels, trying to get, like, these bands. And when you see pictures of him, yeah, like, Euronymous is very much, like, what, 22, 23 at this time? Fucking Varg's a fucking teenager <laughs> yeah. at this point. So you're talking about literal kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it was a huge difference. Like, the mentality was, was different. I think... He understood, and when I say he, I mean, Euronymous understood that there is, like, the allure of something dangerous that's there. Like, this is what's going to attract people, and, like, you have to be edgy and you have to be dangerous. I think when you're that young, you're telling people that, you know, Varg was just going balls to the wall at this point. Yeah. As I alluded to earlier, there was a string of church burnings around this time period, and... Right away, you know, <coughs> Varg kind of associated his name to the church burnings. Whether he was the person burning the churches or not, that's still up for debate. And maybe that deserves its own episode, mm-hmm. perhaps. It sounds like it's down the line. But uh, he definitely makes it a point to attach his name to it. So much so that he, you know, documents, photographs the church burnings themselves. Mm-hmm. And... 
I believe it's a solo album, the Varg solo album that has yeah, the, the the Burzum EP Aska. So that sounds badass as fuck. Yeah, I, it all sounds badass, dude. Yeah, and it's the fan Fantoft Stave Church uh, that went burning. Yeah, and I believe that's the first church that you know went up in flames in '92. Uh, but it's the Aska uh, EP by Burzum, mm-hmm. which it's funny because like you get into all this, like even like his name that he's going by, like his real name is like Christian Vikerness or whatever, right? Uh-huh. But he calls himself Count Grishnak. Uh-huh. And then you go into it, and it's like, oh, Burzum, and then like all these, like, Sirith Ungul and all that. And I'm like, where the fuck does this sound familiar or whatever? And I fucking, I start Googling all these things, and at the same time, I'm listening to the last podcast on the left. And it's like, this all comes from fucking Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so it's like, That's not, funny, dude. so it's not even like fucking like, you know, some shit that he found like in, you know, some ancient satanic text. Like, he's literally like, lifting this from like J.R.R. Tolkien yeah. which the whole Lord of the Rings thing is like a big old metaphor for like the Bible and fucking yeah. you know good versus evil anything even the like band name Burzum just means darkness and yeah. like an orc or some <laughs> shit which is like it like takes away like all that shit it makes it like super fucking nerdy uh, but anyways um, <laughs> Varg is pretty much like like Art said he adopts, you know, the whole, or it might even be like the person that, you know, spearheaded this movement, uh, revenge for the Christians' dec- desecration of Viking graves and temples. I guess one of the churches, and then you watch like that death metal documentary by Vice, uh, they bring it up a lot too, where it's like there's like these Viking altars, you know, the belief in the old gods and whatnot, right? that these Christian churches built their churches on top of. So it's kind of like, you know, the Crusades. Again, other episode for yeah. another time or whatever, right? I'm not going to re-explain that here. But basically, the they, you know, Christian Crusaders come in, take away all, you know, the religion of that area and place all these churches all over Norway, which I didn't know this either, but I guess like in Norway, like only 2% of the population actually attends Christian church regularly, but you have all of these churches. So basically all these empty buildings all over Norway, because like there's this underbelly of like resentment and hate towards the Christian church for replacing their culture. That's wild. I mean, that's basically what happened in like, when like the Spanish conquistadors showed up to Mexico mm-hmm. and they basically built churches on top of pyramids. So like, you know, as the pyramids became overgrown with like vegetation, people thought they just built them over mountains. And then it was like, Oh shit, these fucking churches are built over pyramids. It's pretty fucking nuts. I didn't know that they did that over there. Mm-hmm. That's, that is wild. I could see how there would be a lot of resentment too, as well, you know, from you know cultural standpoint, standpoint you know uh I, I yeah i i i would see it. i could i get it yeah i get it i get it i get what they're coming from i, I would be a little bit upset too i empathize a little bit or yeah. whatever right um and for the most part with these church burnings, again another episode for another time it was more or less like a statement right to say like hey like we did this uh because of what you guys did to our culture kind of thing yeah. and for the most part you know it was harmless. I guess there was a decapitated bunny that was found like on one of the doorsteps or whatnot. Uh, but one firefighter did die in this, so it wasn't like a you know a victimless crime here. You're also burning down like beautiful, beautiful fucking buildings. Yeah, uh, yeah. I do think that. So the image that he uses, 
I don't know what the Norwegian word is like ocean or something like that, but uh, but it's mean ashes. On yeah. This album that he puts out, and it is a dope album cover. I will say that that album cover is fucking dope as hell, and it becomes kind of the iconic black metal thing. Where from now on, black metal albums all pretty much have that grainy black black and white look to them. Some artists had already started doing that, but this is really the one that made it into like popular culture. That was like, mm-hmm. all right, so from now on, black metal. Shitty black and black and white photocopy looking things, and that's the album cover, and it makes a good statement. Like it looks dope as fuck, and I I dig it as as a as a piece of artwork. It's, it is it is dope looking, but yeah, that's 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 the Ashes album. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Yeah, so actually sounds all right <laughs> compared to the stuff we were talking about last episode. Yeah, so this kind of progresses, and from like ninety two to ninety six, I guess there was like fifty confirmed church burnings. Uh, and when they get investigated and you know, you know, processed, it was either done by members of black metal bands or fans of black metal. So Euronymous, Helveta, you know, Varg, they're throwing out all this stuff into the ether of like, hey, you got to be more and more ether- evil. And oh yeah, here's the direction: we are officially declaring war on the church, on Christianity. And if you want to be a part of this shit, if you want to get one of these fucking necklaces that came out of fucking dead skull and shit, like you got to burn some churches and whatnot. And even goes as far as like to England where they start to, you know, find like arsons being attempted, you know, onto churches as well as decor desecration of graves as well. Now it becomes like this game of like upping the ante so much so like where we talked about like the quote unquote victimless crime of you know setting fire to a church where like in January of 93 um don't priests live in the church or is that mm, no is maybe back in the day no i think they go home yeah you know what to go back a little bit on it the first church burning happened on June 6th of the sixth day. So it like added up to being like 666. Six, 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 six. Six. Uh-huh. And I guess Varg later on says like in one of his YouTube video goes, that was just a happy coincidence. But to tie it in what we were just talking about, Varg was saying that he goes, no, the reason why we did it on that day, June 6th, I guess it was a famous date in Norse history where Vikings raided a fucking church in England where monks... I guess English monks were living at at the time and they pretty much plundered and killed all of them and whatnot mm. for what they did, you know, in Norway, yeah, yeah. like, you know, laying groundwork to the churches and whatnot. So that's why he did it. It was a tribute. That's why you get that date. It was a tribute towards that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, Makes sense. But fast forward, you know, um, you know, to the end of 1992, beginning of 1993, Faust of Emperor. Uh, he actually kills a man in Olympic Park. So I guess like they were building this Olympic Park for the 94 Olympics, Winter Olympics in Norway, in Oslo, uh, but kills a man uh, and stabs him 37 times, all in the name of black metal, all in the name of homophobia <laughs> as well, yeah. which is kind of ironic considering, you know, Euronymous' stance on getting cream pie in the ass yeah. or whatever, right? Uh, but anyways, like <laughs> this is like a new standard. Yes, you had... You know, dead committing suicide. Then you have Varg. You know, you know, spearheading the the church burning movement. Now they're up to murder at this point. Yeah. And so at this point, uh, Faust of Emperor, he is now the new standard of that. Damn, dude, that's pretty brutal. I actually 
did kind of know about that, but I didn't put that into any of notes I had. Mm-hmm. I didn't really talk about that, but yeah, I mean the the ante is constantly going up with these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I I knew that Euronymous. I don't want to say no pun intended, but he was kind of butthurt <laughs> that um, <laughs> that the church burning was not his doing. Yeah, and I knew that that was bothering him because. Some people were starting to view Euronymous as like this godlike figure. It was starting to become almost cult-like, where Euronymous was the cult leader, mm-hmm. and now you have this guy who's kind of rivaling, rivaling his like badassness or whatever of like being that guy who like is the evilest guy in Norway kind of thing. Correct. And and now you have another guy, the guy from Emperor, just killed someone, and so yeah. like it kind of makes everything that Euronymous has been doing seem like, well, dude, you just put like fucking dead pigeons on the doorstep of a church, and like <laughs> that's that's what fucking Dennis the Menace does, dude. Yeah, bro. yeah. So like, like, yeah, I could see how it's starting to build up on him and like mm-hmm. bother him that he's no longer the star of the show. Yeah, it's so much so that like like Faust, I guess like. This murder went unsolved, you know, for a long time. And Faust actually calls up Euronymous and Varg and, you know, kind of like brags about this. Where it's just like, you guys are doing that over here. Well, I just did this kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, like, again, like I said, the ante is up. And Euronymous thought, like, oh, yeah, this is great for me because, like, oh, yeah, you're an emperor. And we can kind of, like, you know, include that into Helvetta. Like, in, there's a quote where it says, hey, this helps to spread fear and evil and drive up cells for Helveta. And um, Varg kind of does does something too, which is kind of stupid, uh, but he does this, again, all in the name of black metal, where in January 93, Varg and a few friends, uh, they send a letter to a local newspaper, uh, which is kind of, <laughs> uh, you know, abbreviated to BT, um, but it's called Bergen's, Tedende or whatever, so it'd be like the Bakersfield, Californian Hill or here yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? Uh, where like they pretty much admit to the church burnings, or whatever, right? Again, Faust has fucking you know set the bar like where we're the murderers or whatever, right? But now he needs to take credit for the church burnings, so uh, he sets up a meeting with journalists and tells them like you will be shot on sight if you get the police involved. Uh, but basically, he does like this interview. He introduces himself as Count Grishnak. Uh, it's kind of it kind of reminiscent to that that black metal documentary by Vice that you know I told you about. Yeah, where like you know the uh, Varg's little minions, because at this point you know Varg starts to have his own following and whatnot, right? Where they're behind him, they're dressed in fucking Lord of the Ring cloaks and shit. And you have this little nerdy fucking journalist, you know, taking notes down of saying like, hey, why did you do these church burnings? And he explains in great detail, like, we did this because of our past, you know, because, you know, what you guys, you know, what the Christian faith did to our lands. And he's again, he says that, you know, hey, but I'm also doing this to help spread the word of black metal. And so what happens is, of course, this fucking... <laughs> <laughs> this journalist is going to tell the police. Yeah. Uh, so the police actually do some investigation on this. They found out that Count Grishnak is this guy, Varg. Oh, yeah. Varg, by the way, puts his address on the back of that Aska <laughs> fucking EP. They find him and they arrest him. And he's in jail, I believe, for like six weeks. And all during this time period, you know, the 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 media, the local media in Norway is just blowing up this story. Hey, we got all these 
you know, churches that are being burned. We have these these uh, these people that are coming forward now saying that they are the ones responsible for it, and it's all in the name of Satan and black metal. And you got to remember, like, 92, 93, this is very much in the throes of, like, the satanic panic. Back in America, like, you know, Prince is talking about jacking off and shit. You know, like, <laughs> Pat Robertson getting all pissed off about that and saying that, you know, Satan is going to take over, you know, our society. And, you're, you know, you got Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and shit. Like, you, you know, the youth are fucking falling apart. Whereas in Norway, they have a true satanic panic happening over here. You got people yeah. being stabbed 37 times and their heads crushed in. Fucking, you know, 50 churches are burning down to the ground. All the while, fucking kids are getting fat over here, eating fucking <laughs> pizza, pizza, <laughs> and fucking listening to fucking Rob Zombie and shit. Yeah, or yeah. White Zombie. I'm trying to think, like, time. what was cool in 92? Like, White Zombie? Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, the, that, like, metal revival of bands like that. What was that? They called it something. They had a specific name, like uh, the Rollins Band, and all those bands mm. were coming out. That all kind. Of, they weren't new metal. Yeah, they were, they were like pre-new metal bands. Just alternative rock, alternative rock metal, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a, that was a hot thing in the United States. Yeah. So there was that sa- quote unquote satanic panic, but Norway is having their own satanic panic, and it's all thanks to pretty much Varg at this pretty mm-hmm. pretty much this time period. Now, you would think Euronymous, you know, would be, you know, living it up because of this. Because, oh, the interest, no, there's no, bad publicity is not, or, or all publicity is good publicity, basically, yeah, yeah. right? But uh, Euronymous starts to have kind of a change of heart. The police are starting to come around Helvetta. His mom's starting to get pissed off at him, like, hey, what are you fucking doing? I'm giving you all this money for this record store and shit, and you guys are burning down churches, and there's a gay dude that got fucking beat down in fucking, you know, (laughs) Olympic Park. Yeah. So she pulls her funding, and Euronymous decides to shut down all of the operation. Helvetta gets shut down, as well as his record label and everything, and this pisses off everybody in the scene. The funny thing about that, in that entire time period, Mayhem put out the least amount of music that they had done. I believe they put out one EP, which I think was really only like three or four songs in the EP, and like a live recording of a live show. And that was it. Yeah. In the entire time that the mom was funding a record label with like no (laughs) records coming out. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically just the mom was funding a hangout spot for these guys. And every once in a while, somebody would get signed to a label and like get to play shows and that was really about it yeah so uh, it was a fucking mess basically what we're trying to say yeah exactly there was not a lot of creativity it was like one of the low points as far as how much music was coming out it gets shut down people are pissed Euronymous is kind of pissed like he looks like a fool like he is that at the lowest point he went from being a dude that was like the cult leader to all of a sudden now he's kind of like viewed as like the joke that everyone's like doesn't want to follow anymore. Yeah, it's a it's a rough time, rough time to be Euronymous at this yeah. time period. Even so much so, like people again, like he went from like being the godlike figure of the scene to being again, like Art said, the joke. I guess on one meeting in Helvetta or whatever. I guess they would still meet up there, even though like the record store was like closed down. They would go down to the catacombs or whatever. There was 
you know, a, a story that was being told by one of the people in the black circle that everybody showed up like in, you know, their fucking gothic best or whatever. Yeah. And Euronymous shows up like in this sweater. Again, I mentioned it in the last episode <laughs> that was like hand knit by his grandmother or whatnot. And everyone's like, dude, Euronymous, what are you fucking doing, dude? Like, where, where's your fucking war paint? Where's your, where's your corpse <laughs> yeah. paint at and shit? Like, where's your fucking cloak? You know, your satanic cloak. He goes, dude, uh, guys, I'm sorry. I just got done visiting my grandmother. She fucking knit me the sweater. Like, <laughs> what do you want me to do, dude? Like, I can't just fucking change a fucking phone booth to fucking Euronymous and stuff. I'm still oisting, you know, yeah, to my yeah. grandmama over here and shit. So people started to lose a lot of respect for him at this time. But nobody lost as much respect for Euronymous uh, than Varg because Varg is looking at it from his perspective. He's like, oh, dude. I just went to jail for this black metal shit. I just fucking burned 50 fucking churches for this shit. And you're over here fucking eating fucking kebabs, Coca-Cola, visiting your grandma and fucking getting cream pie left and right. Like, fuck all that shit, dude. Like, I couldn't fucking drop the soap and shit. And yeah. I'm doing this like, for, like, I'm the real shit. You're a fake. And oh, yeah, by the way, I'm giving you all this music and I haven't been paid for it. So much so my mom had to like fucking give you money. So Euronymous is getting money from his mom as well as Varg's mom. Yeah. <laughs> fucking keep this shit afloat. And he goes, oh, yeah, you owe me money, but you also owe my mama some money too. So like I know that movie, Don't Be a Medicine, fucking self-central while drinking your juice in the hood. Yeah. What'd you say about my mama? <laughs> you know? So they started having like a fucking full-on fucking feud about not only fucking the theology of fucking black metal, but also money as well. Yeah, they're not even living in the same city anymore. Like everybody, Correct. it all splits apart. Like it's falling apart. I, I believe this is the point where thing the the details get kind of hazy from this point on because mm -hmm. it depends on who's telling the story. A lot of times Varg is telling the story most so, of the time. Yeah, <laughs> he gets to tell most of the story. But some of the other members, I believe the guitar player from Mayhem, which at this point was hanging out more with Varg than he was Euronymous, anyways. Yeah. Um. They all kind of get into this dispute of, hey, you need to sign some paperwork. You need to, we need to end this contract, like close out this contract and just get it over with because we're no longer cool with each other. There's also all these rumors that are going around that Euronymous just hates Varg at this point. He, he wants to, to murder him and make like do the same thing he did with Dead, but all over again with, with Varg. And he wants to make an example out of Varg and basically like, reclaim his his throne i guess as yeah. like the black metal emperor or whatever yeah he's sending him death threats and shit yeah yeah at this point and then he he knows he's aware of this shit and it's like this dude's talking a lot of shit about me he's he's basically like slandering me all over the place and like it's going down i'm not gonna put up with this shit anymore if you want to sign paperwork i'm i'm doing it right now there's no reason to set up a meeting i'm going to your house right now which is unexpected to Euronymous, that he mm. just randomly drives into the city. And not only just drives to the city, right? It's not like he just drives down the street. He drives 12 hours yeah. to where Euronymous is now living at in Oslo, fucking Norway. So wherever fucking Varg is at this Even point, Even according right? to his own telling, he says that it was not an easy drive. He's like, we were Shit. driving on dirt roads. We were, dri we were going all through, the, all through the day. 
I guess they started at like five in the morning and don't arrive till like four o'clock in the afternoon God or something. Damn. So they just drove straight through. It's like we're gonna do this right now, motherfucker. I hope they had a fucking all-terrain vehicle and some cheap <laughs> gas because you just know they ex- didn't. You know they had a fucking like like fucking little slug bug or something like <laughs> back in that time period, like in that country. A Yugo. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like they had what is that car that was notorious for blowing up? The Pinto. Yeah. They were driving their like Pinto down this like dirt road and shit. Yeah. It's like or like those like fucking like Volkswagen vans that are all oh, like the yeah. Scooby Doo mystery machine looking thing. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, that's what they had in these countries. It's not like they were fucking driving some fucking like Bronco, some fucking uh what's that the the what's the the dude O. J. Simpson Bronco down the road and shit. <laughs> A Ford Bronco. Yeah, it's like um yeah, no, you know they were driving some fucking like Volkswagen shit mm-hmm. that's about to fall apart. Um anyways, he drives there all the way there Apparently, Euronymous is completely surprised by this. He's like, what the fuck, dude? I'm sleeping. I'm not going to answer the door. Go away. Which is the most, like, I don't want to, like, if that part is true, that's kind of like a bitch move to be like, dude, I'm sleeping, bro. Dude, I'm sleeping. I can't play right now. (laughs) Like, it was just like, it was like, dude, you have been talking a lot of shit, dude. That part, I think, is undisputed. The fact that he was talking a lot of shit leading up to this thing. Mm-hmm. And now you have this dude that's showing up to your door like, I'm going to sign these paper, this paperwork. This is, like, really, like, hazy. Because at this point, we're really taking Varg at his word. Because according to Varg at this point, he his sole intent was just to sign the paperwork, get out, and mm-hmm. be like, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. So he like Bursamon to fucking, you know, Metal Blade Records or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's about to go son with like Victory Records in two thousand three. <laughs> Roadrunner and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh so like he's uh he's he's about to do that shit. And then he claims that that Euronymous is like kind of like, What the fuck are you doing here, dude? I don't want you here. He starts panicking and for some reason just like kicks him in the chest, which I thought was like, that seems pretty impressive because apparently these guys were like built like almost identical. Like this is like Ryu and Ken, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like if you ever play Street Fighter, Harukan. those two dudes are like the same character type of thing. Yeah. So the fact that he kicks him in the chest, is like that's pretty impressive because I assume that's like, imagine like you make two of yourself and you're now you got to kick yourself in the chest. That's at least got to be pretty high for you. I pictured like, and I don't know why this was in my mind, but I remember like, you know, the Chappelle show, like when Charlie Murphy like kicks fucking Rick James in the chest. Yeah. I pictured that in my head. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. like fucking Rick James goes flying and shit. I, I even thought about like, okay, let's just say his doorway. I assume this happened in the doorway. Yeah, me too. And, and like, I assume his doorway had like a stairs behind it or something. Mm-hmm. And then he was on a higher, he had the higher ground. Yeah. And that's how he kicked him in the chest. But still, it's kind of like weird because like, they get into this altercation where he kicks him in the chest and they kind of follow each other and he thinks he's going to go to the kitchen to grab a knife and right away Varg is like, well, fuck that. If he's going to go grab a knife, I have a knife. And not just a knife. This motherfucker has a fucking hunting knife, like a fucking saber and shit. Yeah, and the funny thing about it is when he tells the story, he has a pocket knife. Which is like not at all what happened there. That is not the a pocket Swiss knife. Have a small pocket knife. This <laughs> is one inch long. Yeah. Maybe maybe what they consider a pocket knife is not what we consider a pocket knife. In <laughs> I the just United thought about States. crocodile Dundee and shit. He goes, "You call that a knife?" Yeah, like he's this showing up a with knife. a fucking like slaughtering knife, dude. He's about a to. Machete. Yeah, like that's his fucking pocket knife and shit. 
And watch fucking Lords of Chaos. Like, that's a rough-ass movie to watch. I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. But, like, these scenes, like, you know, Dead Suicide and fucking the, the fight between Varg and fucking Euronymous, like, they get into fucking full-on, like, Mortal Kombat really? detail. Like, I was watching this shit last night, and I was like, holy fuck. Like, they spared no expense. Like I couldn't find it on streaming anywhere, dude. Yeah, I found it like in a backdoor youtube channel or whatnot oh like it was like dubbed in italian but like you can hear the english you know words being said but yeah yeah they they go into a tussle and whatnot and this is varg's account of it whatnot right the proof would say otherwise varg also changes his story like with the fucking weather he also says that he got scared because this was all in self-defense because he thought that Euronymous or set Euronymous said that he was running to the back room to get the shotgun that Dead killed himself with yeah. to shoot Varg. Now, evidence shows that Euronymous was stabbed 27 times. Again, watch the fucking, you know, Lords of Chaos fucking movie. It's probably not 100% accurate, but I'm assuming this is how it went down per the police's fucking evidence on this, Mm -hmm. where, you know, Varg is just following him all over the apartment, stabs him, talking shit to him. Uh, Euronymous is basically saying, like, hey, those death threats, like, you know I'm all about talk. Like, I'm not about action. Like, hell, when you guys were burning churches down, where was I? I was fucking eating kebabs and drinking Coca-Cola. Like, like, I'm not about that shit. I'm I'm not going to fucking, like, kill you. Like, Like, what the fuck? And he goes, I'll sign whatever you want to sign. Uh, but Varg is just like, you know, stabbing him all throughout the house, which evidence shows, you know, he's, you know, blood's going everywhere and shit. Again, like I said, stabs him 23 times, two times in the head, five times in the neck, and 16 to the back. 16 times to the back. You can't tell me that that's fucking self-defense at that point. The, the problem with his story is apparently he also tries to escape multiple times. He th- he claims that he said that that Euronymous was running to the kitchen to grab a kitchen knife, and that's why he pulls his knife out. But the evidence kind of shows that he was trying to escape out the front door. Like yeah. where he stabs him is exiting out of his apartment. That's where he finally falls and like dies there, and that's how they find his body, like mm. close to his entrance to his door. It's not like he was like running to go, which he claims he had the shotgun and all this stuff. Maybe he did say that to sound like a badass or something. But then the police evidence shows that there was not even a shotgun in the house. Yeah. There was no weapons at all in the house besides his like kitchen knife or whatever. Yeah, from Ikea. Yeah. Yeah. He had like, all these butter knives and shit. <laughs> he, he's like those people that steal the, the plastic knives from McDonald's and shit. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bunch of ketchup packets from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the most brutal part of this, and then again, Lords of Chaos, you know, they show this as well, is according to Varg, he says that the final stab was in his head and he fucking stabbed him so hard and so deep that he had to use the fucking heel of his boot to fucking pull the knife back out. And again, Lords of Chaos show this is, shows this in gruesome detail. And you do show this. Again, he got stabbed two times in the head. How the fuck are you going to stab somebody two? One time in the head is like enough to be like, oh, dude, yeah. this fool was coming at me fucking, you know, Ryu, Goku style and shit. And I had to fucking, you know, just give him a quick, you know, stab in the yeah. forehead or whatever. No, this motherfucker like had it like a downward thrusting motion fuck, and dude. shit. Like, you mean to tell me like fucking you didn't learn that shit in Iraq, like in fucking Iraqi fucking combat you, school and shit? Even like, let's just say you were wanting to cut a pineapple open in half, dude. Like that takes a lot of anger and strength, dude. Like, mm. I don't know if you ever tried cooking like cutting a coconut open oh, like yeah. when you went to hawaii that they do that luau thing where like they bring out like that buff 
like Samoan dude and he like slices a coconut in half and he's like ah! he like yells like he's gonna murder someone. Yep. I assume that's what's going on there. I assume coconut's not even as hard as skull. Ooh, so uh, yeah. I assume he had to do like double double the work there. Yeah, all the power of Satan went through that fucking <laughs> fucking knife right there. Yeah, dude. Um, another thing that's going on here is I didn't watch the movie, but in the movie, did they show where the guitar player is? Because the guitar player was in the car ride with him the whole time. Yeah. So in the movie, uh, it said it showed that you know the guitar player, which is um, Snore. So he's not from. Um, mayhem it's snore from uh, uh thorns so as he was a part of the black circle or whatever that uh-huh. lived at helveto and whatnot right but again euronymous is u- losing favor with all of his people so they, f- they become disciples of vark in the in the movie they show him in the car smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. but i guess you know because snore gets arrested later on for this his part in this as well but cold according to snore as he was outside of the building on the stoop smoking a cigarette while this was all happening. According to him, he thought that, you know, he was just going to go get the, you know, the contract signed. But, you know, when Varda comes running out full of blood and shit and this fucking, you know, knife is full of plasma from and brain residue from fucking stabbing Euronymous in the head, you know, obviously he's the getaway driver and he has to get the fuck out of there. So it's not yeah. known whether or not, like, they had planned it on the way there or not. But, yeah, no, he's out... For all intents and purposes, while all this is happening, Snore is just fucking smoking a big-ass, long-ass fucking Norwegian cigarette. Damn, yeah. So I saw some, like, bullshit where, like, he's unaccounted for for the entire time. And I was thinking, like, what did he go do? He went to go grab a fucking soda pop or something? <laughs> like, I was like, don't, you go do your thing. I'm going to grab a soda pop or something. Like, it was a long drive. I got to yeah. go stretch my legs. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, and then apparently once he, like, discovers, because apparently, According to his, to Varg's statement is he sees him like once he's murdered him and he's just like, what the fuck? Like he's in shock. And at first he thinks he's going to attack him too. Cause like they used to be homies like, oh yeah. Euronymous and, and, and Snore or whatever his name is. They, <laughs> Sounds like a Pokemon. And yeah. Shit. They Snorlax used to be like, <laughs> they used to be like really good friends. So at first he's like, oh fuck, these dudes plan this shit against me. Which sounds like bullshit, because it was his idea to go on this road trip together. I was like, I don't believe that, dude. Yeah, I don't believe it either. Uh, but anyways, both of them get arrested August 19th, uh, as well as others are taken into custody as well, because it's important to note, uh, towards the end of Euronymous's life, he had beef with everybody. Not only the people in the Black Metal Society, uh, but also beef with S- Swedish death metal. I guess this was like the equivalent of the East Coast, West Coast thing that was going on in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like death metal, which is like, hey, dude, like, yeah, we talk about death and all this shit, too, but we're just kidding. But in Norway, like, we're all about this. That's That was the difference between, you know, death metal and black yeah. metal. And so Euronymous would go and, you know, do an interview with Metal Hammer and call, you know, the Swedish death metal people, you know, life metal because that was the big diss. <laughs> and then, you know, he would send, you know, fake death threats to them as well so when the police were doing their investigation they're like hey it could be some people from the swedish death metal scene but it's also to a lot of evidence points towards varg and snore doing this and whatnot so uh long story short on that uh may 1994 uh varg actually gets sentenced to 20 years in prison for murder arson uh and explosives i guess he had a bunch of illegal explosives because i guess the big the big thing was is that, you know, him 
and Euronymous and other members of Mayhem were going to blow up this cathedral uh, in Oslo. And that was going to be the cover of the last out, al- pretty much what would become the last album of, you know, Mayhem's career. Uh, but, you know, that never happened because, you know, of what we just talked about. Uh, but 21 years is the max sentence in Norway. So you murdered a guy, you stabbed him 23 <laughs> times, you get convicted of arson for these 50 churches, as well as you get, you know, found to have all these illegal explosives, but you only do 21 years in prison. That's Norwegian law, dude. Yeah, that's that's fucking very generous. He's already out. Yeah, as of he, 2009. He's already out and doing, like, YouTube, like, fucking, he's a new fucking, like, what's that dude? Uh, oh, man, I can't remember his name. We've talked about him before. He's, like, a pretty famous YouTuber. Like PewDiePie or fucking Mr. Oh. Beast or uh, fucking Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Dude. Yeah. He's, like, the Logan Paul, but, like, super, like, white supremacist, dude. Oh, Hundred percent. Yeah. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of like that hip that conservative hipster like that just sits by himself at like fucking Dagny's or some shit, right? <laughs> you're like your hipster That's pretty specific. Conservative hipster. Yeah. Like, you know, pretty much like, you know, we all know the type, whatever, right? Yeah. Like there's like the local coffee shop and whatnot, and usually everyone there is like some fucking left wing hippie or whatever, and you know, they're all together in their big cliques or whatever. But there's that one guy. Mm-hmm. in the corner of the coffee shop whose ideas just don't jive with each other, but he still identifies as a fucking hipster. That's what Varg is right he, now. He considers himself liberal because he, like, smokes weed, <laughs> but everything else is just like, oh, I smoke weed. I'm a libertarian. But I don't fucking let but, black lips touch But this. black people scare me. They're trying to fucking indoctrinate our kids into a homosexual agenda. It's basically, what's that one guy? Um, oh, We just did an episode about him. Um, fuck. Uh, Andrew Tate. Oh yeah. Like Andrew Tate has that like mentality where it's just like, like he'll start with something kind of like very common ground. Like something you would just hear on like, the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Has Andrew Tate been on the Joe Rogan podcast? No. It, he would start with something like that where it's like, oh yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and then all of a sudden it's like, we need to lock up everybody, like because they're in the Matrix and they're like, Ugh. it's like all this like garbage bullshit stuff and like hundred percent. I actually know a guy who's like all about Andrew Tate, dude. It's like it's fucking weird, dude. He he'll post not to like deviate too much from the conversation, but this guy will post things about like wanting to have conversation. Like I want to sit down with a bunch of men and talk about money and financial things, and I'm like, dude, you're a fucking janitor, bro. Like, like what are you talking about, like? Oh well, my god! You're like the last person should be talking about money. It's like the fat guy at the gym trying to tell you how to eat and work out and shit. Yeah, yeah. it's like he literally is that guy. Whereas it's like, bro, <laughs> and like he'll post things about like, like his like gym journey and all this stuff. And like, I'm like, dude, you're I know you, bro. You're like six foot two. You're like the smallest dude in the room every time. Like, stop trying to come across as like some like big macho guy. Like. I know you do. Like this is insecurity. Yeah, it is out. all insecurities. It's like the lack of money, the lack of strength, and like it's like all these things. Like mm-hmm. that is like exactly what like Andrew Tate focuses on. Like yeah. dudes like that. That. But anyway, sorry. Which cool. is Varg's YouTube channel, yeah. which I guess gets taken down too. Like when all that thing during the pandemic starts to happen, like with all these like right wing people are getting their like channel, you know, taken down and shit. His is like goes in the storm of that. But a lot of the stuff that we're talking about comes from clips where he rehashes the murder of Euronymous and whatnot. And it's 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 fucking weird. 
you know, because he says it was such an afterthought. Kind of reminds me of um, what's his name, Gaul from Gorgoroth, like when he's talking about, you know, how he was trying to murder some guy or whatnot. Mm-hmm. He goes to prison, I think it's like for seven days <laughs> for attempted murder and shit. <laughs> Damn. So it's fucking crazy, like the Norwegian fucking justice system. Like they're maybe a little bit too liberal. Well, don't they have like 20 years is the max or something? 21, yeah. 21 years is the max? Yeah, that's ridiculous. But yeah, he's out and he's like, apparently he's been like deplatformed from YouTube though. Yeah. Like everything else is just like archive stuff from his YouTube days. Because mm-hmm. he, he was like, the platform from Twitter and the platform from YouTube or whatever. And yeah. Cause it's all like just white supremacy bullshit. Uh, he even tries to change his, he does change his name. Cause I guess he lives in Paris now too, part time, uh, where, you know, again, like I said, his real name is like Christian Vikernis or whatever. Right. Uh, but he goes to Louis Cachet now again, that guy mm-hmm. in the corner of the fucking coffee shop that sits by himself, you know, reading, Fucking mime comp and shit. Yeah, yeah, trying to be edgy. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I think I know like the type. Of, I think I have a visual of the type of person you're talking about. The dude reading my comp, dude. That's like the Agnes. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of more like edgy kid from high school that like tries to be like scare his parents, scare his English professor. Like, does a book report on Mike Comp and mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of like the direction like that black metal takes after this where it gets like super like racist, like Hellhammer. I, I think we mentioned this before uh, we started recording where like it goes from like, hey, you know, after Euronymous dies, you know, Necro Bircher like, you know, rejoins Mayhem and they restart it with like one of those session singers that I mentioned earlier. Like and you know, they restart mayhem, but like Hellhammer like starts to say like distance themselves from the satanic stuff, but he goes starts to like have like all this like Nazi paraphernalia and it's just like, dude, like aren't you like Persian or something? Cause I know you're not fucking Aryan. Like when you look yeah. at pictures of Hellhammer, like he's got like curly, like fucking like wispy hair and fucking you know, darker complex and he's all Jack Black looking. Like, yeah. Like, what is Jack Black? He's all not even, dude. He looks like fucking Robert Trujillo from fucking <laughs> Metallica. Yeah. Like, dude, you're not fucking white. Like, you, you, there's some fucking race yeah. mixing there, but it gets all. That's where black metal turns into, where it starts yeah. to get like super <laughs> racist and shit. Even as much so, where like a, a brown dude starts to <laughs> fucking adopt that shit as well. It's funny, man. It's all it's all a circle. Even like you look at things like the Proud Boys. Like, is wasn't the leader of the Proud Boys like fucking like uh, like, like Cuban or yeah? Some I was shit. gonna say like of Jamaican descent or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like come on, dude. <laughs> it's like all like just self. Have you ever been to like a black metal show? No. Me neither. I've never been to like a full on black metal show. Like, and I guess this is one of the things that I, I guess I did want to end the page or the Patreon, the episode on. But, you know, black metal today is still around and it's still pretty much, you know, there's a lot of little bands. I talked about how, like, really the only band that I listen to would be considered death metal would, would, would be, uh, Death Haven. Or, sorry, Death Haven. That would be considered black metal. Sorry. And that, I love that band because they're a little bit different than everything else. But, there's things like you know like the band ghosts like definitely do not sound black metal at all but they definitely adopt all that black metal shit where it's like yeah. or sorry death i keep calling it wait am i calling it death metal or well, black metal what mayhem was was black metal. black metal yeah, yeah sorry they keep adapting all the black metal elements of like face paint and being all like satanic looking and all that stuff but then when you listen to it it sounds all like fucking like weezer like <laughs> it does not sound fucking metal yeah. at all i can't get behind ghosts at all like that shit it's not a band that i enjoy but i i mean 
like you said, there there is like in residue of fucking everything that we just talked about. The the scene is still strong, you know, like there's still bands and maybe I'm referencing something that happened ten years ago, like Gorgoroth, like they kinda take like yeah. the, the mantle for it. You still have bands that adopt like this mind frame, but it's like kinda like it has fizzled out in a way, right? It's still there, the the underbelly of it's still there, but this this is the fucking side effect of when you take it too far kind of thing. How I started the first episode on this was is just like that's the difference between like a slayer where it's like it's all tongue in cheek, right? Like it's all for quote unquote fun. It's all for shock value or whatever, right? When Tom is up there saying God hates us all, but then on Sunday like he's going to mass, like I respect that more than like a dude that's like fucking like I'm gonna burn churches, I'm gonna fucking stab my best friend twenty three times all in the yeah. name of fucking black metal. Like, you're no better than the fucking, you know, Spanish conquistadors that slaughtered a whole fucking population or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you become, you live long enough to see yourself of the be the villain, the cool Batman. Yeah, yeah. I. That's always <laughs> been interesting to me that, um, that uh, he doesn't write the lyrics for Slayer, though, right? It's like the bass player writes all the lyrics for Slayer. Mm-hmm. Carrie uh, King, I believe, yeah. yeah. That's, what, uh, that's what Eric told me once. But um yeah that's always been really interesting to me. But um yeah I don't know like that's always been like the big drawback to me like black metal like or yeah black metal like I think you always have to have something important to say whenever you're writing lyrics and I'm not saying like you need to like be like fucking a storyteller cuz you could be like cryptic with your lyrics. Mm-hmm. But I think that you always have to like like regardless of what art form you're doing, like you need to be like genuinely yourself. I think that that comes across in like whatever art form you're doing, whether it be music, whether it be like, like there is no other Christian Bale. Like Christian Bale plays a character, you know that's Christian Bale playing that character like the way no one else could play it. Correct. Whatever. I'm a huge Deftones fan. I don't think any band really, there's many imitate it, but none can do it. Like Deftones, to me like that, there's a sound, there's a thing that they do even when they evolved to a different sound, they are them. That's always been my big knock on on black metal. That a lot of black metal bands sound the same, and like they're just I'm, trying to rehash what Mayhem did. Yeah, and it's like there's a there's a formula to sound. Even like punk bands, I guess you could say that about like punk bands and thrash bands. But I do think that even like punk bands and thrash bands kind of bring their own thing. They all have their there's a difference between what Bikini Kill sound like and what you know, black flag sound like there's different. They might be the same genre, but like you can't confuse the two when you hear, no. you know, black flag and, and like, I'm trying to think like the sex pistols don't sound the same. Like, and like, that's one of the things that like you look at a black metal band. I, I sometimes I, I can't tell the difference between like this band and this band. Like a because lot of it becomes sounds- so elitist, like, because it comes so elitist and rigid that, like, it is copy and paste. It becomes self-parody at a certain point. Yeah. And I think with everything that we just talked about, yeah, that help kills the scene. But also, too, when the art stops becoming art and it just becomes self-parody. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think that even, like, a band like Death Heaven, who, I like, I've praised multiple times. I did it last episode, this episode. A lot of times they get clowned on because they do all this like experimental stuff with their music where there's like long samples and piano stuff and all this stuff. And it's like, it's beautiful. Like, like I'd rather hear that than hear like the same sludging, like bad recording over <laughs> and over and over. Like, I'd rather hear that. But yeah. And maybe we're missing some nuance or whatever, but maybe. it's just not a, a genre for that us that we, 
I gravitate towards too. Obviously, there is a segment of the population of this world that does gravitate towards that, and so be it. But for one, don't commit suicide. Two, don't be burning churches, even if you don't agree with their (laughs) policies and whatnot. Fucking, you know, which the story continues from there where it's just like they start to support, like, you know, the burning of mosques and, you know, Jewish synagogues and stuff. Don't be doing that shit. They're all Kyrie Irving and shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's another episode (laughs) waiting to happen as well. Um, But as well, like, don't don't commit murder for the fucking music or whatever, right? Like, come on now. Like, (laughs) keep it an art form. Like, there's no need to take it to that extra level. You know, the music will do its talking for you, you know? Damn, dude. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Let me ask you a quick question before we uh, end this podcast, but... Kyrie Irving, if he went to the Lakers, would you be like, oh, right on? No, that's like, I would rather get Russell Westbrook back. Yeah, dude, that is a guy that I just can't get behind, dude. I I don't know if you know, but like the, the book slash movie that he was that he was promoting, like oh. got him banned or whatever. Oh, yeah. Whereas like Hebrews to like, I don't even know if the next word is like okay to say on like whatever, but like. That is some extreme shit. I didn't realize how extreme shit like that was until like I looked into it and it's like, oh yeah, that's something like you don't come back from that. Like you don't just like fucking like apologize. Apologize saying like my bad. It's like yeah. sorry I did a book report on my comp. <laughs> that's literally like what Varg Vikernes like talks about. Like the only difference is, is the skin tone <laughs> yeah. of it all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's it. It's that's rough. all I got. Yeah, so Anyways, guys, if you have anything you want to add to this episode, uh, guys, hit us up on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America. I'm sure I, I'm surprised we didn't get any hate mail from, you know, any black metal fans last week. Um, I'm sure it'll come. And yeah, I'm sure it'll come. dude. Just my only advice is be like our boy Ross and start your own podcast about emo music because you hated our fucking pod- podcast on emo music. Sorry, guys. Anyways. If you want to get at us, get us on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America. Except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A1. Because, goddamn, son, sometimes that's just how a steak is done. Uh, but with that said, guys, if you want to help support this podcast, guys, I highly, highly recommend heading on over to the Patreon over at patreon.com slash Art and Jacob Do America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. So if you like us here, you'll fucking love us over there. And this week, and I know I say it eh, week in and week out, this week is no fucking exception. I think this this was one of our best Patreons we ever put out. 10 out of 10 classic Patreons. So donate $1, donate $5, donate whatever you want to donate. Donate 55 cents if Patreon allows that. I don't give a shit. Donate a penny. But you get a bonus <laughs> episode every single week. And nine times out of ten, those episodes are better than the actual episodes that you're hearing for free. So head on over there. Support us there. If you want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to the website at rjkdoamerica.com. Follow the merch merch links where we currently have four designs up. Uh, and it's not so much to help us monetarily as we probably see a couple pennies from the fucking sale of that. Uh, those shirts or sweatshirts or phone covers or whatever they got up at Tee Public. Uh, but it's more or less to help promote this podcast. So uh, if you're in Oslo, Norway, if you're visiting fucking the Olympic Park over there where that young gay gentleman got bashed, got stabbed 37 times, all in the name of black metal or whatnot, if you're doing the black metal tour, I guess that's like a big thing over in Norway. Like if you're a black metal fan is you do like the fucking mayhem tour where you go to like the fucking cabin where fucking dead killed really? himself because I guess that's still up. 
You can go to the sites of some of these churches that got burned down and got rebuilt. You can go to Euronymous's fucking apartment where he got fucking slayed. I was about to come across all judgmental, like, oh, dude, that's a bit excessive. And I was, like, literally telling you before we recorded this episode, I was like, I took my girlfriend to check out the, the murder scene from <laughs> <laughs> from the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Check this out. This is where the, mo- the Zodiac Killer killed. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, dude, me and my girl, we went to Gaviota Beach, and that's apparently where the Zodiac Killer killed those two people. Yeah. Right? So, anyways, guys, if, if you're doing all those things, maybe have an Art and Jacob Do America t-shirt. Those fucking Norse black metal fans will see that, hear this episode, hate us, maybe love us, who knows, but get our, get our downloads up. So you are a walking billboard, if you will, if you do that. Uh, head on over there, do all the things. Uh, if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, head on over to podbelly.com, where we are official members of the Podbelly Network. So check out other great podcasts, such as Sofa King Podcast, as well as Hillbilly Horror Stories, and Robots. Robots for eyes. But with that said, Art... I'm done. I'm sure you're done. So, goodbye. And good night. No, fuck. Stop the sentimental shit. Stop. There's nothing sad about my death or my life. I'm Euronymous, founder of Mayhem, the most infamous black metal band in the world. I had my own record store. I had my own record label. I created a whole new musical genre. True Norwegian black metal. And I created mayhem. What the fuck have you done lately? Poser. Who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.